0: Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Six Hour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. <laughs> here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom. Mark, Mark Walters. 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 The
1: enemies of freedom. Mark Walters sitting here with you in the Sig Sauer Studios on the Crossbreed Holsters mic. All of it presented by X Insurance. Greg in Dallas, Texas, running the boards of the production and everything. How are you? I uh, I, I'm alive. What day is it? Now that's a legitimate question. Today. I I think it's Monday, Gun Day, uh, Dead Man Walters. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's go there briefly I, I'm, I'm going to go to Andy Hoosier in just a second Because we've got a couple great topics for him And I can't wait to get his opinion Today, but first off Yesterday uh, Just a mere hours ago, I was sitting with you in Dallas, Texas Yeah and we were bringing the Monster Cast to hundreds of radio stations across the country. Is that correct? Is that true? Well, were we live, or was it Memorex? It was absolutely live here in studio from Irving, Texas. Let's give a shout-out to whoever made that pizza last night that you brought into the studio. Oh, oh yeah. Who made that? Uh, that's uh, Infratelli's. I, whoever you are out there in Dallas land, that stuff, the, the only better pizza I've had from a box from a pizza place... Is Marion's Pizza in Ohio. And any of you listening in Ohio will know what I mean, particularly Dayton, Ohio, where Marion's is based. It's incredible. And that place was a close second. And that is saying a lot.
2: Yeah, it's great pizza. There's there's uh, controversy here in the operations center about that pizza being uh, better than, say, Pizza Inn or Domino's or something. Because there's pizza some people, Inn. yeah, because there's pizza with people with no taste buds around here that think that
1: pizza that I bought last night is terrible. Uh, It was outstanding, and those people themselves should just take poison (laughs) because that pizza was outstanding. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, I was in Dallas last evening, a mere hours ago, and let me tell you how the whirlwind travel went. I was back in Atlanta on the ground 20 minutes early at 8.20 a.m. Eastern Time, 7.20 a.m. Central Time, and uh, we didn't leave you until 10 p.m. Yeah, no, I kicked y'all out at the hotel at about 10.15 That's that's a fact. And you did. And by the time I put it down and got podcasts up and all that work done, it was 1230. My alarm went off at 145 a.m. and at 250, I was in a shuttle and at 310, I was at DFW and at 428, I was on board and boom, it went from there. So it was it it was it was a long day, Uh, but it was well worth every bit of it. Because we that gun rights policy conference is absolutely awesome. Let me bring Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason, KQAM, in,
3: in uh, Wichita, Kansas, in for the discussion. Andy, how are you, brother? I am living the dream. Good to talk to you guys. And, yeah, you've had a, a fun couple of days moving back and forth, but it sounds like it was a great conference. <laughs> it was a fantastic conference, but i got to tell you guys something. I had a profound,
1: life-changing experience. And, Greg, I didn't mention this last night on the air. All right. But I almost didn't make it. My driver picked me up at 5 a.m. For some reason, I'm a glutton for punishment, and all my flights are like, pick me up at 5 a.m., wake me up at one forty-five a.m., right? right? We were driving through downtown Atlanta. If you know anything about downtown Atlanta, the traffic in downtown Atlanta is L.A. on the East Coast. Except at 5.20 in the morning, it took me about 20 minutes to get downtown. Traffic was moving at 80 miles an hour in eight lanes of traffic as we're coming through the downtown connector when a car in front of us came to a dead stop in the middle of the interstate. And my driver had no choice but to stop. And we were lucky we didn't rear-end him. And all of a sudden, we found ourselves at a dead stop looking in mirrors at traffic approaching us at 80 miles an hour that did not know we were at a dead stop. My life flashed before my eyes. I I I said my piece. I knew we were not making out of it. And by the grace of God, the cars behind us swerved at the last second, literally no fewer than six times, missing sending us into wherever the next dimension is six times no less by mere inches if if not maybe inch it was terrifying and we were able to escape that my poor driver was petrified he froze and it was absolutely frightening i had and and guys your life does flash before your eyes it was unbelievable i I could think about and i kept saying what is this going to feel like because there was no way we were going to survive this and somehow we did it was a profound experience and i'll tell you what it'll change you guys so pucker factor was through the roof let's yeah well let's just say let's just say i'm really happy to be sitting in this chair today and last night. I didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday, but uh, awful things went through my head. Phone calls that were going it to... Was, it was unbelievable. I have no idea how we got out of it. The hand of God was over us, and my driver so was, the was quoting the scripture. Stop? We don't know. Don't know. We have no idea. We, we, we didn't care at that point. But there was no subsequent accident. We found out later, whoever stopped in front of us, we thought it might have been a road rage because there were two cars that came to a stop in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of an intersection, downtown Atlanta, for no apparent reason. And when we eventually got around them and survived this encounter, that we knew we were not going to survive. I, it, looking back at it, it was like a video game, and it was like a force field was put around us. It was just not my time. But I will tell you what, it was a profound, profound, life-changing experience. And honest to God, it was done. It, it was I had never felt like that before in my life. It was extremely extremely unnerving and extremely frightening. When I got to the airport, I had to sit down for a little bit. I, I couldn't walk for a few minutes. I, when it all hit me, oh, no, no. I, I was lucky to even get on my flight. It was really something. It was so bad that the driver and I were exchanging scripture during, during the day and a half that I was in Dallas. It, it, it was just, it was that profound. It really, truly was something. All right, but we're here. God bless God for making that happen. That was really, really frightening. Andy. You are familiar with probably I want to say it's not the biggest story that I've ever seen, but it's a big one today. The Supreme Court and the anti-gunners, ladies and gentlemen, are up. They're just up in arms. I say that pun intended. But the anti-gunners are just cheering again. Andy, the Supreme Court refused to hear again the bump stock ban case from the gun owners of America. You're familiar with that, Andy? I am. Yes. What are your thoughts
3: on that? Well, I mean, it's no surprise. Look, we have to present it the right way. We still have work to do when we try to deregulate the Second Amendment. And we've made some big wins from the Supreme Court over the last few months. Obviously, when their session ended in June and you know they reversed the Roe v. Wade, they've had some other big stuff on their mind. Um, this isn't something to parade around and celebrate from the other side of the aisle, saying that they had a victory because – It's not a victory. They didn't make a ruling on it. They just didn't hear the case. And when you break down how many cases the Supreme Court gets presented to potentially pick up and not pick up, that unfortunately was not one of them. Would we like to see that be uh, uh, reviewed from the Supreme Court? Sure. We would love to do that. We're going to continue to try and work on that. But just because they didn't pick it up doesn't mean that it's a win for the other side of the aisle, it only means that the Supreme Court didn't pick it up. That means we have to try again. We have to try it from a different angle and do something again later. But, uh, of course, this is the way they play it, is that if even if they don't pick it up, that to them means it is a victory because, therefore, they get to, k- get to hold on to their regulations, their iron grip control on something stupid like a bump stock ban, and uh, they get to uh, have a, a guess what they claim is another victory for another year. Let me...
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is why I love Andy's input. And Andy, let me thank you, because I called you at the last minute. I said, hey, dude, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I need, I need a, a rational mind today on the show. So I, I want to thank you for that in advance. And for transparency, I, I want my listeners to know that. You stepped up, and I appreciate it. You always do. Why Andy's Anytime, analysis Barry. is spot on is very, very simple. But I'm going to be really honest. If the case load there were flipped, if it were an anti-gun case, that the Supreme Court refused to hear, we would probably be putting it out the same way. Wouldn't we, Andy? Wouldn't we be claiming victory that the Supreme Court refused to take up the anti-gunners, whatever anti it was that the Supreme Court
3: chose not to hear? Wouldn't we do that? Let's be honest here. Wouldn't we sure. say the
1: same thing? Wouldn't we really? Seriously? Yeah, I, Wouldn't we?
3: It really is. It's really the it's the PR of politics is the way the political game is played is that, yes, if there is a, an anti Second Amendment piece of legislation that they wanted to try and put to the Supreme Court and they didn't hear it, then we would say, hey, the Supreme Court doesn't even want to deal with that because it's a bunch of crap and they know that it goes too far. And we could I mean, we could run with it that way as well. So they do have some validity in playing the political game of, oh, look, it's so strong that we don't have to worry about it. They didn't even want to pick it up. Um, and that is the way that politics is played on both sides of the aisle. The nice thing about us is that while we do say that and we do have that rhetoric on our side as well, we understand that, hey, you know what? We had a victory now. It's prolonging the inevitable of what they're going to do, because like the Democrats are so good at doing, they never give up. They never stop trying. So that we know that even if we did get a victory in that theoretical they would try it again later on and they would try it in a different way and then they would take it to the Supreme Court and then they would try to claim victory then because oh look at that Supreme Court's taken up a case and look at that now we have an, uh, we have an open, we have an in to try and advocate for our agenda. So we have to be vigilant of that and just like them we have to be just as persistent and nagging and annoying to the Supreme Court as they uh, are. And, and we will do
1: that and when we come back from this break as I put more Defender Coffee in my veins... During this hour of Armed American Radio I will tell you why that case Really was not a good one And why it likely will never be heard And what the court is waiting for We will never mince words here We'll tell you the truth We'll be right back with Andy Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Mark Walters here in the Sig Sauer Studios for you on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike Olvett presented by X-Insurance, who, by the way, Greg, you might find interesting, is down in Naples today flying over the damage for their insured, and they will be there to back everybody.
0: Yeah, they're not I, walking I would away from assume that it's amazing. Be.
1: Incredible stuff. When I have more information, I'll let you guys know. But they have, of course, huge interest there, like every major insurer. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. But God bless them for doing what they're doing. They're not walking away. They're not walking away from anybody. They're there. And when you buy the best, you get the best. It's pretty much that simple. Andy, who's your voice of reason? Welcome back, my brother. Good from another stuff, mother. Man. My brother from another mother. <laughs> I tell you, it's a crazy world out there right now. It's a nutso world. I want to continue the conversation on the bump stocks here, guys, because I, I, I'm going to be very forthright, and I'm going to be very honest and forthright, and, and, and I guess those two words mean the same in the context I'm saying it. So let me just say that I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to give you what I feel on this case from my gut and from discussions from people in the know over the last few years as this case has worked its way through the courts. I am not shocked in the least that the Supreme Court did not take this case. And I'll tell you why. There are more important Supreme Court cases that the court is waiting for that are far more important than a bump stock. It's pretty much that simple. Was this a good case? I don't think it was a good case right out of the box. It had to be filed. We had to challenge it. No question, for a lot of reasons. Why? Because the AFT unilaterally decided that an inanimate piece of plastic was in fact a machine gun. We all know that's bunk. That's a very nice way of saying we all know that's BS. So it had to be challenged. But it was not something, it was, let me put it this way, Andy and Greg and listeners, it was not the hill to die on. Does that make sense,
3: Andy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's important, but it's, I mean, we had to, but if, uh, you know, we have to wait another year, let's wait another year and let's try it again. Let me tell you why the case was not taken. Because the bigger
1: case that likely will be taken up by the Supreme Court, we know this to be the case. There are already splits in courts across the country, and that's going to be assault weapons bans. Now, listeners, I'm going to ask you this question. If you had your pick between those two cases, which one would you prefer the Supreme Court take? The one about the guns in your safe that 25 million Americans own, including yourself? Or an obscure piece of plastic that most people, including gun owners, didn't even know existed prior to Vegas? Andy, let me throw that question to you and answer that on behalf of listeners. If we know they're not going to take three more Second Amendment-related cases, likely one, which one do you want the court to take?
3: The one that deals
1: with common use at the time or an inanimate piece of plastic?
3: Which one? Yeah, I'm right there with you. assault weapons ban would be 110% more important. It not only is it more important; it has to be heard
1: because of the way the left is defining "quote unquote" an assault weapon. Greg, your thoughts on that? Which one would you suggest the court take if you had to to, to pick? Look, they're going to take one of two cases. Which one? Bump stocks, which virtually no one owns, or assault weapons, "quote unquote," using their phrase, assault weapons. The assault weapons ban, to couch it the right way, which. Literally, are guns in the hands of 25 million Americans? Which one would you would you prefer the court take, Greg? Uh, I'm absolutely on the side
2: of. Hold on, excuse me. Uh, I'm absolutely on the side of uh, them taking the assault weapon ban because it's time to put this baby to bed. It has to be,
1: and we know the court. It would do. We in a perfect world, the Supreme Court would hear it all. But guess what, guys? It's not a perfect world and there are bigger fish to fry i hate to say that i believe me i know what's at stake i get it but the court did not take the case hear the case and rule in favor of the of of the anti-gunners when it comes to a bump stock they just chose not to hear the case that's it does that mean andy that they might not take it up again no doesn't mean that could come up in another form correct another case right couldn't that happen of course yeah absolutely we, we want, the case to, we want the court, the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen, to clear up the nonsense coming at us from the left that says the rifles that I have in my safe and that you have in your safe, 25 million of us own, are in fact in common use. We want our guns protected because the left is coming after them vehemently. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, you likely be honest. You likely did not know what a bump stock was prior to Vegas, and many of you might not know what it is right now today because it's such an obscure thing, and it's not a case that's been rolling around out there at the top of everybody's minds. Andy, I, I've got to
3: look, we've got to be honest about this. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, look, I mean, there are the purists out there, of course, that are going to say, well, of, I can't believe they didn't take it and that they're going to be upset about it. But you're right. I mean, in, in the game of politics, we have to prioritize. And this is I like this because this is perfect for us. We can throw the softball, let them deny it, let the Democrats get on their high horse thinking that they've made a major victory in the Second Amendment issues. And then all of a sudden we come back with this one and with the conservative Supreme Court ish that we have right now. Then they make their decision on the assault weapons ban. As Greg said, we had put this baby breast into bed and we make the decision where the Supreme Court has ruled on confirming that we can actually own firearms, to me that is a greater victory than a bump stock ban, which is important. So all the purists out there that are saying, well, I can't believe that we're actually not going to focus any attention or to get upset about this. Like you said, I mean, let's prioritize. Let's get the big fish here. We have an opportunity that we haven't seen in a very long time with the U.S. Supreme Court that's on the conservative end of the aisle. Let's get the big dogs in there. Let's get the big decisions done. Then we can come back and clean house as we come back through. But let's secure the freedom over Overall with actually being able to own any type of firearm, then we can go back and worry about the accessories. Spot on.
1: Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason, just gave us a dose of reason. You are absolutely spot on. It is unfortunate that we have to pick and choose our fights. I had a bump stock. I never gave it to anybody. I never destroyed it. I never. I don't. just don't know where it is. I, I can't find it. It's not here. So I get it to be able to if the ATF can classify a bump stock, an inanimate piece of plastic with no moving parts, as a machine gun, what do you think they can do with your semi-automatic rifle? <laughs> You've got to look at the bigger picture. Why? How? What's the, where, where do these two come together? I don't need a bump stock to bump fire a semi-automatic rifle. I can bump fire it with a rubber band, my finger, and a belt loop. I can bump fire it by accident depending on the trigger mechanism. And when they look at that and say, well, wait a minute here. They can classify an inanimate piece of plastic as a machine gun. Well, lo and behold, look at all the YouTube videos that all the morons are putting up out there that show us on YouTube videos, I don't need a bump stock to bump fire my gun. I can do this. Maybe, I've repeated this ad nauseum, I'm going to keep doing it. Because the reality, we, we cannot refuse to accept the situation. There are bigger fish to fry, as Andy Hoosier just said. And in the world of politics, it is critical that we pick the hill to die on, the one we know we're going to win. In this case, bump stocks appear now to be the sacrificial lamb on the altar of gun control, Andy. I guess that's a fair way to look at it, Right.
3: Yeah, it is, which is kind of strange, like you said. I mean, is it important? Sure. We have these objects that we shouldn't have banned, so it is a fight, but it's weird how that's become the pedestal of the hill that we're going to die on. That's kind of strange to me.
1: When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. I'm going to take you to a piece from over at Ammo Land. I've got a couple things to cover with you. We'll move quickly in this hour. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense continues. AAR listeners, you're tuned in to personal security. It's why you carry a gun or maybe own a fire extinguisher. Why wouldn't you do the same with the financial assets you've accumulated over the years? Cornerstone Asset Metals is managed by accredited asset management specialists that serve your needs in protecting and preserving your wealth through dedicated customized strategies just like they do for me. Founder and CEO Terry Strake and his team are here to serve you. Visit CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more information and to talk to an advisor. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back inside the six-hour Studios. Mark Walters on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, for you, filling your prescription for freedom off it, presented by X Insurance. The Defender Coffee, I can't help but say this again. Greg, running the boards and the operation and the production down in Dallas doing an amazing job, as always. Defender coffee is in my veins right now. It must be. And I'm going to tell you this is the militia roast, and I didn't cut it. <laughs> All right, All right. It's, it is two and a half scoops of three times the caffeine at Defender Coffee. So if I start rolling along too quickly, I know you can pull my volume levels down, but you can't pull my speed down, can you? Uh, no, we can't. Can't turn the dial down on that. So just remind me in my ear, hey, calm down. Yeah. It's just the militia roast. Yeah. I don't think I'd be here. DefenderCoffee.com, by the way, guys, if you want to experience it, if you had a day like I did and a night like I did and a day before like I did, DefenderCoffee.com, promo code AAR. And with every sip of coffee I take, watch this if you're watching here. If you're not, you can hear it. Listen. I just defended the Second Amendment. In fact, the Defender Coffee program was brought up at – at, uh, at, at GRPC when I was talking with Alan, how you know, this is such a no-brainer. To be able to drink coffee and support the Second Amendment, it's something we already do. It requires no effort. And when you're hearing the conversation, that you're hearing what we are up against every day, and we're not asking you to dig in your pocket for anything extra, it, just drink Defender coffee, and you're supporting the Second Amendment. It's that simple. It's a no-brainer.
3: Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason. Isn't that reason, Andy? Does that just make sense? Well, what it's all about. Now, look, I don't even drink a lot of coffee, but I'll drink some of that. I enjoy that in supporting the second. When you can support the movement right. that you want just by doing your daily activities, then why the heck not, man? It's all That's what it's all about. Whether it's what coffee in the morning you, or the adult beverage at night.
1: What if I told you I could give you a 23-year-old scotch and support the Second Amendment and it didn't cost you anything extra? Would you do it?
5: Absolutely. Look at it as
1: something different. Whatever, As you just said, maybe whatever beverage it is. In this case... It is Defender Coffee. All right, great stuff, great partners. Visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com. I said the sacrificial lamb on the altar of gun control is what the bump stock became, Andy. And while I don't like that, I despise that because I know that it opens the door for the AFT to do more because the AFT is unilaterally deciding things that Congress should be deciding through the AFT. That's through the AFT. Thank you, Joe. That's why this case was so important. It's why it need to be it needed to be filed. But it is not an end all do all. We're not going to win everything. And if I have my pick, we're going to continue to fight. But if I had my pick, I want the court to hear the assault weapons case. And I, I even hate to use that phrase, but that's what people know it as. And that's what it's going to be known as when it gets to the court. That's simple. I want the court to say, yes, the twenty five million guns in the hands of American citizens are in common use. No, you cannot ban them. Oh, can you imagine, Andy, the ruling from a guy like
3: Thomas on that case? Good heaven. Mm. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. I you, no, you're powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, this is uh, we have to look at the focal point of what's going to do the biggest impact for the Second Amendment and the assault weapons ban bill, which you're right, is what it's going to be called. So we might as well brand it now. They always get to brand it on their end of the aisle. I say that we actually brand things before it happens here and we actually make it happen uh, before before they get an opportunity to do so. But you're right. That is the bigger fish to fry. That is the Supreme Court. the the case that they need to hear so that way we can have this ruling because then everything will start dropping like dominoes thereafter. When they make a major ruling Um. like that on a quote-unquote assault weapons, then all the minor stuff will start falling in behind them because they're right. I mean, the the bump stock ban does open up the door uh, for them to ban other accessories and other things. So I get the importance of it. But, man, we get a big one like that. And then all the other ones will just topple down like the dominoes, and it'll be win after win after win. And you can imagine how the Democrats are going to lose their minds about a year from now after all this is done. They know it's coming.
1: They're losing their minds right now. And, Greg, I have to point this out. It's what I love about you, Andy, and you don't even know it. You were not sitting in the studio with us in Dallas yesterday. Greg, do you remember the conversation from Jim Irvine about how the cases are going to fall like dominoes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you catch that? It's almost yeah. like Andy, It's almost like you were sitting in the studio with us yesterday. When we're on the same page, we're on the same page. We all see, exactly. the, see the writing on the wall here. We all see the importance of it. So, Andy, again, that's why I value so much your positions and your opinions. I'm going to take you guys now to Ammo Land, arguably the largest venue of pro-gun writing out there in one place. I think I can safely say that. The hits are in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands, hourly and daily. There's a piece up called Postal Service Spying Warrants Serious Response by a gentleman by the name of Harold Hutchinson. Now, for transparency's sake, I know a lot of people. There are also a lot of people I don't know. Harold is one of them. I do not know Harold. I've never met Harold. And I'm not attacking Harold personally. People can have whatever opinion they want. But it is my responsibility to dis... I'm going to say dissect Andy opinions when I don't agree with the opinions. What has been brought to our attention? AmoLand reported it was that the United States Postal Service was engaging in surveillance of pro-second the Postal Service. Did you catch that? <laughs> the Postal Service, Andy Hoosier. We're going to need some reasoning here, brother. They were engaging in surveillance of pro-second amendment rights activists at the January 18th, 2021, Lobby Day in Virginia. Remember all the protests in Virginia? And just Mm -hmm. the year before, 60,000 people showed up. you recall that? For the nonsense gun control? That what's-his-name-who's-no-longer-there was passing and signing in, in the state of Virginia. And it, in fact, gave rise to Youngkin. We don't have time to go into all that. Suffice to say, he ran on gun rights, and he was victorious. Harold puts the position out that... While there needs to be serious oversight of the post office, which is absolutely true. Why in the world is the Postal Service? Why aren't they worried about hiking rates? Or, or you know, they they don't need to be. So why are they surveilling gun owners? For what purpose? And here's what he says. They may not be. Oh, here he says uh, that. That being said, it may also be time for Second Amendment supporters to rethink, quote, open carry protests. While there are some media outlets that give us a fair shake at a minimum, the vast majority of them don't and will paint such protests in a bad light. Ooh! Oh, no. Oh, no. Do I ever expect to get a fair shake in the mainstream media as a gun rights activist? Do you?
3: Yeah, of course not.
1: OK, so maybe in uh, here he says some will say there goes Harold the Fud again. But there are some objective conditions here. The media climate, while it's not as bad as it was, is still generally hostile. If Jonathan Turley is right, then the media landscape will grow even more hostile in the coming years as calls for discarding balance in favor of propaganda increase. They may not be explicitly going after the Second Amendment activists now, but what they do when but when they do. When screaming about Trump doesn't work and it will probably get worse. The fact is, Second Amendment supporters must factor media coverage, potentially hostile coverage into their plans. And keep in mind that they have no control over who shows up to cover a protest that you announce. Oh, no. So I'm what is Armed American Radio supposed to be quiet now, Andy? Are we not supposed to have protests, rightful, peaceful protests? in favor of our constitutional rights because we might not get a fair shake in the media. I'm not sure where Hutchinson
3: is going here, Andy, enlighten me. Yeah, that does make a whole lot of sense. It is—it's their new way to try to silence gun owners. Because remember, if you try to protest, even if it's peacefully, but if you have a firearm, then all of a sudden it's not peaceful because you are a hate monger that clings to your guns and your Bible. The fact that the post office is getting involved in all of this is just their another attempt to try and find new ways to regulate you to put a stamp on you, uh, pun intended, to be able to regulate and know exactly where the gun owners are. In the country, they tried it with the healthcare industry when your doctor's asking you all these questions. Now they're going to do it with the post office. If you go to a protest, then you're going to have that rubber stamp on you as well. If you're doing a broadcast like this, and, I mean, you have your Armed American Ranch right there, the post office man, if he notices it and if he doesn't like who you are, they're going to make that little notation every time they deliver your mail to where the government, which I'm sure already knows, knows exactly where you are and what you're doing at all times because to them – Gun owners are the most dangerous people on the face of the earth. You are part of the MAGA extreme domestic terrorist, the most radical group in U.S. history. And I guess that according to Harold Hutchinson, I should
1: maybe rethink my positions or maybe not be so vocal about them because the media might not give me a fair shake. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to work harder to get in their face we'll be right back AAR listeners, you're tuned in to personal security. It's why you carry a gun or maybe own a fire extinguisher. Why wouldn't you do the same with the financial assets you've accumulated over the years? Cornerstone Asset Metals is managed by accredited asset management specialists that serve your needs in protecting and preserving your wealth through dedicated customized strategies just like they do for me. Founder and CEO Terry Strake and his team are here to serve you. Visit CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more information and to talk to an advisor. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for more.
4: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the
1: show. Now, back to the show. Greg down in Dallas, Texas, in the six-hour Studios on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, all presented by X-Insurance. That voice was Jim Bartow, who we got to see last night again. We're always good to see you guys in person. It really, truly is. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Bartow was running around here just handling business. He was, and he handles his business like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. Jim Bartow, we love you. Thanks for the voice and lending it to us at Armed American Radio. Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason. Let's go back and tackle this Ammo Land piece one more time. I want to get a little bit deeper into it because I didn't guess, and it was by design. Can you imagine that, Andy? I Checker. have something else up my sleeve, right? <laughs> Check this out. First of all, let me say this. I applaud Ammo Land for putting this out. I love them. They're great guys. Uh, Freddie Reel is a great friend of mine. And Ammo Land does what real journalists do. They put it out there. And they let me and you make up our minds. Isn't that fair? Right? This that's is what we're supposed people, to do. That's the way journalism that's what is. We're supposed to do. Thank you very much. That's what Workman does, what he does. And Codria does, what he does, et cetera. They all have voices at Ammo Land. I could write a piece today for, to go up on Ammo Land, and they'll publish me. We remember other people whose names we won't mention that were published at Ammo Land. All right. These are people need to see this stuff. But here's where I take issue. Don't tell me. Particularly as the host of this very vocal radio platform. That is designed to put those others in their place. Now, it's important. Let me continue from Harold Hutchinson. There is also the fact that Merrick Garland's Justice Department has already gone after parents who protested certain things taught in their local schools. We also know that the Biden administration is very hostile to our Second Amendment rights. (gasps) Then there is the fact that banks could decide to to financially deplatform Second Amendment supporters. (gasps) So this is not to say we don't advocate for our rights, but... Now, don't you love the buts, guys? I support the Second Amendment, but... This is not to say we don't advocate for our rights, but... It is saying that there needs to be a lot of thought into how we advocate for our rights in the present climate. I read this, guys, as we need to stand down a little bit. We need to rethink how we do. And let me, let me just checkmate the writer here. There's also the fact that Merrick Garland's Justice Department has already gone after parents who protested certain things taught in their local schools. Do you know who stood up and didn't back down in the face of that nonsense? Was those very those very parents who weren't going to let that stop them. From getting in the way of fighting for what they knew was right. So what did they do? They upped their game. And look what happened in Virginia. And look what happened to the school boards in the state of Florida. Andy Hoosier, take it away. We don't stand down. Now's when we get louder. Correct me if I'm wrong.
3: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Look, there's every once in a while when we start to win, when we start to win, we almost hit the point where what Donald Trump said was that sometimes we just get tired of winning and we get accustomed to it and we get used to it. And therefore, that's when some try to say, you know what, let's back off a little bit. Let's have a rational conversation. Let's stop being so loud. And let's try to engage the other side to have a rational conversation. The problem is, though, is that like you've said so many times, look, I'm one that loves the rational conversation. I like to have debates and dialogue and discussion with the other side of the aisle to at least understand a thought process here. But when you back off too much and you try to be too nice, that's when they take advantage because you give the government, you give the Democrats, you give a socialist an inch, they take two miles of it because they realize that they have their agenda. They don't care about your views. They don't care about your opinions. And when you give them the opportunity, even while they play nice and they try to engage, they also take advantage and try and run with it. So we can never, ever, even no matter how much we're actually winning, we use that momentum to build onto it. And actually win more as opposed to backing off, slowing down, and then trying to engage, because that never does us well. And then it seems like we're back to square one, having to fight for everything all over again. Do we ever win when we appease the media?
1: If never. if I were to worry about appeasing the media, I guess I would have to tamp down my saying I hate the media. I disdain, I hold oh, No, it doesn't work that way. Did Scott in Florida win when he appeased the media? 20 million Floridians had their rights taken away from them and infringed on because Scott appeased the media after Parkland. This is when leadership stands up and says, I'm not going to appease you. In fact, I'm going to tell you to go pound salt. That's what leaders do. That's what DeSantis is doing. When the left is coming after you and they come after you harder, guess who's winning, Andy Hoosier? We are, yeah. and if those teachers that Harold referred to here what, are they supposed to rethink what they're doing because they're afraid of Merrick Garland and the Justice Department? Those those parents won because they did exactly the opposite. Now, to me, this smells of rookieism. Someone who hasn't been around long enough to understand that. But I, again, I applaud Amoland for putting this this point of view up because you gun owners need to know this is out there and you need to read it and you need to go in and you need to comment on it and you need to make you need to make your voices very clear when you see stuff like this we don't back down ever because as andy just pointed out so eloquently if we back down the other side pounces when they smell weakness they're like sharks with blood they will come after you and come after you and you don't believe me on that one Greg, down in Dallas, Texas, how is how is Cornyn far- faring right now after that nonsense with gun control? Uh, he's not doing too well. Texans are not happy with him at all. What happened when he stood up at that Republican Texas convention a couple um, months back? He got booed, and I'm sure it happens that every time he stands up. Matter of fact, I don't think he stood up since then. So, You know what would have happened if he stood up and said, absolutely not am I going to give you gun control? No, I'm not going to negotiate with you. He would have been applauded he would have had standing ovations. Yep. He would have won his next elections with wild margins. Instead, he's got us talking about him and how he appeased the left. Yep. If you appease the left, you lose. So I was I, I was a little bit concerned about that. But when I see that but in there, uh, this is not to say we don't advocate for our rights, but it is saying that there needs to be a lot of thought. That means we need to rethink Andy Hoosier how we put out what we talk about. We're not going to do that. What am I supposed to do? Rethink the whole premise of Armed American Radio? Never going to happen, Andy Hoosier. Are you going to rethink your views because you don't want to piss off the media? No, that's a pride of achievement there. I mean, if you're able to do that, then you're <laughs> yes, doing something is. good. Of course. I mean, that's, that's exactly where it, that's, that's exactly what it gets down to. Greg, I think we're running out of time. This hour flew right by, brother. Yes, it did. Uh, uh, the Zoom button is still pushed from last night. Okay, well, because of travel and and all that good stuff, we are going to be running a repeat from the twenty ninth, uh, and that's just uh, unfortunate. That's just what we're going to have to do. Uh, I think. I think. I, although I am on a roll right now, and the Defender Coffee Militia roast is cooking, it, cooking. You see, there we go, is kicking in. We're going to take a little bit of break. Uh, yeah, you need to get the rest of your rest. Food. Because of the travel that that uh, yeah. it was, it, it, so we're just going to go ahead and do that. And Greg, I thank you for everything you did for us yesterday on the Monster Cast, sure man, for inviting us into the studio and everybody at Salem Radio Network. Uh, we had a, we had a fantastic time, and I appreciate that very much. Andy Hoosier, I thank you for jumping in here today, my brother.
2: Good and stuff, Doing man. what you
1: always do. Well, you, you know, you're there, and that is not lost on Armed American Radio listeners. Andy Hoosier, the voice of reason, KQAM. You can go listen to Andy right now. Doesn't
3: your show start right now, Andy? Tell people where they it's, can it's, go listen and watch. Yep, coming up in a couple of minutes here, hoosierreason.com. Also, we'll do our video stream on OpsLens app and websites and everywhere else. we got some good stuff to talk about today, and uh, let's kick off a whole new month of October. Here we go. The month of October
1: begins anew right now in 2022. And boy, oh boy, are we excited about it. We've got a lot going on. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is going to be here for you every single day, fighting loudly and not backing down and rethinking our position so that we can appease the people who hate our guts and want us to do just that so they can kick us in the head while we're down. Now, that's rookie stuff here at Armed American Radio. We're going to continue to fight. And when I see stuff like that, it just gives you more fight in you. We're going to be back tomorrow because that's what we do. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for being with us today. We'll see you on the radio.
0: You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network.
2: That's four two five four five four seventy twelve.